What lies do you cling to because they offer up some happiness? What lies about happiness are holding you down? God puts happiness in its place and offers up something better. This week, we brought a whole crew to help you heal from happy lies. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. There's a battle being waged. It's not flesh, it's not blood, it's spiritual. And we need to be prepared. The last thing a warrior wants on the battlefield is spiritual anemia. So when the enemy attacks, we need to be prepared. But we don't always realize where the attacks are coming from or that we're being attacked at all. This is the Pantry Podcast, and we're here to remind you of who we answer to, what we're capable of, and how we are called to do it in every aspect of our lives. This is season six, Rewired. When you're saved, you're saved for good. But we all experience sanctification differently. The more we grow in our relationship with the Lord, the more he transforms and renews our minds. The more we cut the cords of this world, the more we're charged up in him. This season, we're arming you with discernment of some of culture's most toxic snares. Support our ministry reaching the lost and found in over 35 countries with spiritual and literal nutrition. Every one-time and recurring donation makes a lasting impact. Donate through Patreon or thepantrypodcast.com. And now let's dig into the meal. Hey, Pantry fam. This is going to be an episode full of fruits. Bear with us. We had to pull the audio off a live stream because of some technical difficulties. But man, enjoy the show. Yo. This is exciting. I know. Oh. Tonight, I agree Come with on. you times 10. Come on. Come on. We have a group. We have oh, a we group. Oh, we have a group. And we're going to be talking about happy lies. Look, the world lies. People lie. The enemy lies. Man, we get a false sense of security, false happiness. But where do these, where do these lies come from? You know, these happy lies, these lies that make us want to feel like, oh, you're on top of the world. But really, it's destruction. And you know, the verse it took me to was Proverbs 3.13. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. We have to know the truth. We have to know the difference between joy and happy lives. And we decided not to do this alone at the very last minute. So we're coming to you. We're recording this live from the National Religious Broadcasting Christian Media Convention by way of the Spark Christian Podcast Conference. Now that's a mouthful Ooh, to say twice. Come on. But- we have teamed up with some of our friends that we were so pumped to finally meet in person and hug. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves and then we're going to run with it. I'm Micaela Deegan. I am the host of the Fearless Mujer podcast. I'm originally the host of the Coffee, Jeans and Jesus podcast. And my mission is to empower women to know that God created them with a purpose and that he loves them. I'm Natalie and I don't have a podcast, but I'm here. Um, I'm also 12, so. And she's my daughter. (laughs) Hey, Sean Q here. I am the host of the Heck Yes podcast, and I am a business coach, and so glad to be here. Hey, this is Nick Ruffin, Vantage Point Podcast, uh, where we bring keys, perspective, and insight to daily living through the lens of God. I'm so glad to be here with friends all the way in Grapevine, Texas. As you can see, we have an amazing powerhouse here, and I want to just start us off with Jeremiah 17, 9, and 9, 6. 17, 9 says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? And then 9, 6, they pile lie upon lie and utterly refuse to acknowledge me, says the Lord. So like putting the pursuit of happiness above all things, it's literally a lie rooted in elevating happiness. 
And it's a serious issue, even though it's coded in a fluffy language. Like, think of a toddler, right? Think of them leaving them alone to do whatever makes them happy for like an hour and just see what happens. Will they even still be alive? Will they be okay? It's probably all up in the air because what we do just for happiness does not reflect what happens in the long term. You know, the enemy has a way of making, it's almost like an illusion. And you're not really seeing the reality of what's really happening. You know, I got divorced from my husband or we got divorced from each other. We got remarried. But throughout that period, I was convinced that even God didn't want me to be unhappy. So the enemy has a way of lying to us. And you think that, oh, yeah, you know, because I love God, this is the right thing. But in actuality, you're deceiving yourself because in your heart, that really goes against what God says. Second Corinthians 10.5, at the end of the verse, it says that we have to take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. If what you're thinking is not going to make you obedient to Christ, then it is not from God, even if it feels good. I was just thinking about this, and, and I'm a quote person, and y'all know this. I'm, I will find a quote about any. Above all, don't lie to yourself. The man who lies to himself and listens to his own lie comes to a point that he cannot distinguish the truth within him or around him, and so loses all respect for himself and others. And having no respect, he ceases to love. And it's so wild, like, when I think of Happy Lies, and we were sitting there talking about it, like, all these things lie to us. I even thinking, like, the movie Liar, Liar. And he's talking to his son. He's like, everybody lies. Even your Jerry lies. Your new dad. Everybody lies. And when we think about it, like, what is lied to us in our lives? People, culture, church, to a degree. And then we get to the point where we lie to ourselves. Now I'm lying to myself based on the lies everyone else has told me. And lies just compound lies. And now I can't distinguish what is truth yeah. or facts. What is, what is God? What is not? So for me, it's like understanding what does happy mean? But then what does the lie mean? Like, I, I hear this lie, but then I get a happiness that's out of the lie. How is that real happiness or joy, like we talked about earlier? Right. So that's kind of where my head is starting off in this. All the lies that we've been told over time. I mean, I'm 38 and I can go back and forth on lies from family, friends, church, culture, right? private sector, public, everything, military. You know, all those things, lies I've been told that ultimately put me in this position to figure out okay, who am I and what's going on? What am I supposed to do? And so it's just to be talking about it just is like so timely because we literally, this is like, and just because we're Christians don't mean we don't sit here and right. still got to right. deal with being lied to. Like, right. I mean, come on, it's yeah. what the enemy wants to do. So I love this topic. I love it because I, I, what you're bringing up is like unpacking that, like the layers of lies, you know, like the longer, okay, I'm not going to say, yo, no, the longer we've been alive, the more lies we've been exposed to. The more sometimes when we receive these lies, we have to unpack these lies. Yeah. And that is like, Deep. I like what you're saying there. I like what you're saying. Yeah, you know what's really interesting is I did an exegetic study on the word happiness, and the root word of happiness comes from the word happening. So our happiness is oftentimes based off of the circumstances around us or what is mm. happening around us, mm. which means that our happiness is a fleeting experience. It's emotion as a human experience, and yet it's something we cannot put our trust in. So oftentimes we find we try to find our freedom, our peace of mind from something that is always fleeting, and the only way, the only source of our happiness. Our, our freedom and our peace has to come from God. I'm reminded of First Thessalonians 5, verse 16, which is, let joy be your continual feast. And we know joy is a fruit of the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit is always 
obtained simply by spending time with God. When you spend time with God, when you are rooted in what God is doing, fruit begins to bear. It's, it's literally an effect, a side effect of spending time with God. Right. So the more time you spend with God, the more you are aware of who he is and what he has planned. Right. When you're more capable of, be, of understanding the solid things, not your circumstantial things, but the solid things that God has called us to, the more joyful you can be and you no longer have to rely on happiness for freedom and for peace. Right. That's good. That's good. I think also our, our culture teaches us that we have to chase money, chase success. Right, be happy. Mm-hmm. And if you really think about it, we don't always have happy days just because we're Christians. Some of us are struggling with mental illness. Some of us, you know, are just going through a lot of hard things. What we really have to seek is the peace and the joy that God gives us. But I wanted to just share really quick Ephesians 4.22. It says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. When we understand that we are truly a new creation, we don't have to go back to really believe those lies because that's what they are is their lies. And you've adopted them. You've embraced them. You've literally put these lies on like clothing, but the real freedom is in knowing that I don't have to think the way I used to. Mm. If God, if God brought you out of being a, a drunk Right, I was a party girl. I was suicidal. I jumped from relationship to, to relationship. I don't have to do that because I belong to Jesus. And I think that when Christians are playing with the world, like today I want to be a Christian, but tomorrow I want to sleep with my boyfriend, that's the problem. You're lying to yourself when you think that you have to be like the world. And we're not supposed to look like the world. And in today's culture, people aren't going to like us. So it's like you really have to decide, do you want to be a Christian that you're going to go through the hard things with Jesus? Because the Bible says that we're going to suffer. It's not like rainbows and butterflies, you know, like everybody thinks it is. But either just decide. What I'm saying is stop being lukewarm. Like, I'm just going to say it. Right. Just decide. If you want to play with the world, go play with the world. But if you're going to be with Jesus, you got to die to yourself. Um, Yeah. And I think if something you said, and I think it, it, I I keep thinking about happiness versus joy. And what I've found is just like you talked about, like searching, it's like searching for a feeling. I'm searching for happiness in everything I do. My job will bring me happy. This relationship will bring me happy. All the money in the world will bring me happy. All the notoriety in the world will bring me happiness, which is a feeling. But then joy though, that's something like I, I put it with peace. It's like, when I have peace from God, nothing can shake my peace. Mm-hmm. Nothing can shake my joy, but I can lose all the money. I can lose all the fame. I can lose all the fortune. I can be all the, but when I have joy, happiness is like secondary to that because it supersedes happiness. Joy supersedes it because we're finding these things that just come and go. Like fleet, it just fleets, it's come and goes. And I can think, it's, like you said, it's up one day, down the next. And then I talk to people who are Christians, read the word. And then one day I'm happy. Oh, I'm just struggling, man. Oh, I'm up here. Man. Oh, man, I don't know. Oh, I'm like, man, it's people out here that ain't saved that seem happy all the time. Right. And they got nothing. Wow. But they got joy. And they don't even have the joy I got. But you got something. But when you come to Christian, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, I have to, oh, now it's a struggle. 
Now, like, do you understand who you serve? Mm-hmm. Like, do you understand who's with you in these moments? Yeah. Like, he's still there, even and he's looking at you like, girls. Yeah. I mean, what's going on, man? I wonder. I wonder sometimes. So, like, okay, this is a whole other podcast. <laughs> this is a whole other podcast because no, I think that sometimes we, okay, I'm not we Christians, right? Yeah, we get off on the struggle. We get off on the struggle. It's like it's like I'm struggling, but I'm overcoming. But wait, how come? Why can't we just live in the overcoming? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Instead, of like, like always the trying victory. to right, like right. living that victory, like living it. It's like I, I hear it too. It's like I'm struggling on this. Oh, but I got Jesus. And it's like, now you've achieved something, you've overcome something, but hold up. In the morning, I'm not saying that we're perfect in this. Look, that's not what I'm saying. But I feel like there's an algorithm in that. Like, like saying how we're struggling, but then overcoming and how many times we've overcome has an establishment on how much faith we have. Ooh. Or do, we, or do we just stop in that faith? Does yeah. that make sense? And it's like, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying you put on a false face, but there's people you can share things with. There's people you can't yes. share things with. You don't yes. want to go to church and share things with everybody. No, you find those people that are strong with you. They're with you. When you're going through a struggle, you bring them into it. We don't just run out in the world without struggling. No, I, I don't want to look like the rest of the world. Right. I don't want to look like the rest of the world is chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing. I chased. I yeah. chased. And it's amazing. Once Christ took solidification inside of me, man, I started getting rid of things. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't need anything. I don't need that new, you know, those new Jordans. Or I don't need that next car. You know, I do not race cars. I had that Evo 10, you know, fast car that kept building it up faster and faster. And you, you'd be, you get up to 300 horsepower, 400 horsepower, 500 horsepower, 600 horsepower. And like at 300, you're not satisfied. You need more. 500, you don't, now you need more. And it was like nothing satisfied. This is the one thing. The rock of salvation is the one thing that has satisfied me to where I'm like, let me just start getting rid of things because mm-hmm. I don't need them like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Something that's missing from the conversation as well when believers talk about happiness is the importance of giving yourself space to feel mm-hmm. and not shame yourself for not always being happy because Mm -hmm. happiness is based off of happenings things are going to be different for example i was i remember uh, i had had an aunt who lost her husband 50 years and during the memorial she was crying obviously right and somebody who was a believer went up to her and said hey stop crying you're being Uh, bad witness uh, you're supposed to be happy and joyful right and we don't give each other permission to grieve and the bible is very clear celebrate with those who celebrate grieve and weep with those who are grieving experience the wide range of emotions and give yourself permission because if you push it down then oftentimes what's going to happen is it's going to explode and, and reveal itself in ways that are unhealthy um there's there's a healthy way to feel the emotions god has given us and what i find is in those moments where we're not happiest that god reveals himself the most where we find truth and wisdom that we never would have for consistently happy all the time right and there is a comfort that you could mm. never experience unless you were sad unless you were, you know, overwhelmed. Um, there's a peace that couldn't come unless you right. were you were feeling anxious. And so there's a opportunity for you to give yourself that space and just go to God and say, this is what I'm feeling today. Who do you want to be to me today? How do you want to comfort me today? What insight do you want to give through this emotion that I'm experiencing? That's the right. Awesome point. We got to have that compassion. Yeah. You know, it's like someone's broken down. It's like, you don't just throw the Bible and be like, you're okay. You're covered. That's that fourth dimensional thinking. <laughs> I know. Like, like fourth dimensional thinking is a beautiful place to reside in your personal walk. Yeah. Like I want to apply Insta grace. I want to be, you know, apply Insta joy. I want to apply. Those are things you work on yourself. But like in reality, we're still here. We're still in the flesh. We still experience. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you brought up fourth dimension because there's a difference between living in the fourth dimension, which is like, okay, I'm in this like perpetual place where emotion has like 
it's pretty much nothing. And then there's having an eternal mindset and he rewires us for an eternal mindset. Mm. When you have the eternal mindset, things that are temporal lose value and things that are eternal gain value. Joy has eternal value. Things like happiness, sadness, they have temporal value. So it's not that they no longer matter, but it's that your emotions take the proper rank. Like in the world, in the temporal, we don't know how to experience or navigate eternity. So we just kind of brush it off, ignore it, hope it goes away. And instead we're like, okay, this is how I feel right now. It adds the nuance, but it's not the thing that guides everything. It's like a smoke detector. And you're like, this is how I tell if something's healthy, not healthy in me and someone else, whatever, but I can go to God with this. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of the Psalms and specifically what David was writing. The majority of it was written by David. I'm reading Psalms 13 and it says, I'm hurting Lord. Will you forget me forever? How much longer, Lord? Will you look the other way when I'm in need? How much longer must I cling to this constant grief? I've endured this shaking of my soul. So how much longer will the enemy have the upper hand? And it's it's such a great reminder that we can go to God with all of the emotion, not just, oh, I'm, I'm a Christian. I have to be happy 100% of the time. But we can literally go to God with a hurt. And what's really amazing about the Psalms is at the very end of almost every single song, it ends with, this, this, this is Psalms 13, I will sing my song of joy to you, Yahweh, for in all of this, all of this emotion, you have strengthened my soul. My enemies say that I have no savior, but I know that I have one in you. So we always go to God with our emotion, but we don't leave with it. We always live with joy and strength and the fruit of the spirit. God just put a question on my heart, and that is, but are you going to God? There are so many people that when something happens, you want to call somebody. And tell them what's happening. But you're not running to your father to tell him what's happening. Mm. As someone who has battled depression, suicidal thoughts, and the whole rewiring, like, it's it's real. Like, something, it's a scientific thing, too. Mm-hmm. That something literally happens to your brain, to your neurons, to your every, everything up right. there, right? And if you're not spending time with him, how, how can God renew your mind? You know, and so... That's the problem with the culture that we live in, that everything is at your fingertips. It's like a microwave society. And people are, you know, I'm just not like a hypocrite because I got divorced, but got remarried because obviously that was the wrong thing to do. People are living in a culture where I don't want that. So when things get too hard with Jesus, you don't want him anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I wasn't going to church when I got saved. I was sitting on my couch. Jesus freed me from suicide from partying, from going to the strip clubs, you know, it's, you got to spend time with him because if you're running to your aunt and your cousin and your sister, Mm -hmm. and you're always running to your pastor, we have our father. We don't have to go to a person. We can literally be on our bed and tell Jesus, I'm struggling. I need your help. But if you're not running to him, you know, and, and the problem is like what you were saying earlier, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. We give so much glory to the enemy. Mm, oh, well, the enemy on. did this to me. The enemy did this to me. That's why I can't overcome my lust. That's why I can't overcome this. Um, are you even going to God? Are you even mm. talking to him about it? God knows you're struggling with lust. Obviously, someone needs to hear it because I keep saying the word lust. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> Ephesians 6, verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. There's so many Christians living like we're not in a spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to jump on, you know, all this transgender stuff. It's okay because that's what culture is doing. But what if God tells you that it's not okay? Are you okay with that? You know, and so I think that's the problem. We're not running to God. 
And so we're looking, we're believing the happy lies that I'm a Christian, but I still want people to like me. If you're really here to be a light in this earth, people aren't going to like you. Right. You have to be right. okay with that. Right. And a lot of times it's because you don't realize that all these things are coming on to you. It's like when you do realize it and you try to ignore it, you can't just ignore it. It's like having shackles on your feet all the time. And as you progress in life, they get heavier because you're just ignoring it and you're not giving it to God. A lot of times there's people above you, like your leaders, and because they're above you, you think that they're always correct and they're always going to be right and smarter than you. And they're just shoving things down your throat, making you do things and um yeah no that's good no that's good that's, that's right on yeah Look, from the mouth of babes y'all i'm just telling you that's that's, that's wisdom um i see it our child and my child and you've probably seen this too and you've seen it in your children at the beginning the daddy daddy mommy mommy daddy daddy mm -hmm. mommy mommy daddy daddy mommy mommy daddy daddy mommy mommy and it's like it's like they're going to their father they're going you know to their mother but i'm saying why aren't we like daddy 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 yes. daddy yeah and, you know some people freak out daddy god like no i'm good I, Jesus is my crush. I'm cool. Jesus is my crush. I want to call on daddy because I've called on the world too many times. You know, we all have a story. I know everybody sitting here has a story. Everybody has mm -hmm. something that they've gone through. Our testimonies become a, 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 a center point or a focal point to where people can see Christ working us. You know, we're not sitting here on this couch saying we're not broken. We're not sitting on mm -hmm. these couches and sitting in the circle saying that we have no problems, that like we're, we're just good. Well, you know, again, fourth dimensional, we're good. Come on, God said it. God promised me everything. But if we don't, but when we sit in that and we don't allow him to do work, I like what you're saying. Do we call on him? Are we chasing him? Mm -hmm. You know, it says all you who are, are weary, right? Come to me, you'll find rest. He says that. Yeah. And, and it's like, what? Okay, watch this. He recognizes the weariness. Yeah. He said it. He said, all you who are weary, come to me and you'll find rest. So it's an expectation. He weeps with us. Mm -hmm. he, he has emotion too. And that emotion, the heavenly emotion is okay. You know, are you letting the, the emotion drive your train or you, the train is like the word of God, right? And everything between it is his word. And that's, there's where my emotion sits is in the caboose. Mm -hmm. Because once I go through truth, through the wisdom, now I'm in the caboose of my emotion. Yeah. Now my emotion is in line with God's emotion. Yeah. And he's like, okay, here we are. Now I can do a mighty work in you. I really like what you said about putting too much into the authorities because we think when we read that verse about the armor of god that it's the authorities that were against like the, the evil authorities but when you put too much into clout when you put too much into oh they have this many followers so i listen yeah. you can so quickly because no one's perfect and so it says test all things against the word of god right so if you're sitting there even with believers and one they're not all wolves in sheep's clothing if they get it wrong sometimes but that's why God says everyone will get it wrong. And then there's some that are always wrong. It's your job to go test it. I'm talking about like the influencers, the people that we listen to because they've got the clout, they got the followers, they got the fame, they got the book. It's like, okay, well, that person's okay with this, whatever it is. Everyone has the thing they've kind of compromised on to some degree. They're okay with this. So I'm going to use that as justification. And then I'm the one that has to live in that decision. When we focus on going to God, I mean, with Shay, I didn't tell anyone we were even considering dating until we were dating and kind of sure that we were going to stay through, Very get engaged, good. get married, because I did not want anyone else to taint the decision mm -hmm. because I had asked God to give me the information. Yeah. And then I released it. Right. I launched. I launched it. That we were that we were a, an item. And y'all know her marketing skills. It was a launch. <laughs> But when I did it, right, I was like, I am so certain of what God says, that if a friend that I love and care about 
It's like, I don't like, well, that's, that's unfortunate. Maybe you will, maybe you won't, but your like, your happiness with my choice does not dictate mm-hmm. the choice I have and the obedience I have and the commitment I have. That just reminded me of what I teach women. God has put something on your heart. And so many times people are like, well, I don't know if it was God or if it was me. Well, if you're not spending time with God, you're not going to know that it was God. Because we know the voice of God when we spend time with God. Mm. Your daughter, Kalia, knows your voice over somebody else's because she's with you. If you're going to chase something and God's not in it and because you're following someone, you think it's cool, but God didn't tell you to do that. You're not spending time with him. How do you even know what God told you or what you're supposed to do? And that's a lot of what's happening. Mm. Today, I feel this way and tomorrow I feel this way. But you're never solid. You never have that solid foundation. And those are the happy lives. I think something you said just stuck out to me. Like, why don't we go to God, right? Why is that our first response? Really, because we're creatures of habit. Think about it. Like, however long you've been doing the way you do it, right? Going to the pastor, going to your friend, going to yourself in your own head, right? And then you become, then you get one with God and you get relationship. And people think, as soon as I do that, it's all good now. It's all, I, I don't have to go to anybody else anymore. I don't, God is like, I didn't, I mean, I know for me, um, I like to say I got saved at 16, I got resaved at 23, and I got real serious at 30. So, um, <laughs> nice. but what I found out was I had to learn how to go to him first. Mm. I had to build the muscle memory to do that. Mm. I had to undo the happy lies. I had to get in relationship with him. And I think that's the biggest thing. Just had this conversation. We talked about it uh, from mm-hmm. my daughter um, about people who I'm good at salvation. I'm good. I gave my life to Christ. I got my ticket and I said it to her just like that. There are people walking around that just got a ticket. Wow. And you know what? That's cool. You're going to heaven. Congratulations. But if that's all God wanted you to do, none of us would be sitting here podcasting. <laughs> people listening would not be listening to this. And there wouldn't be a word to be given to people because he wants relationship with us. Mm. And the deeper you get in the relationship with him, he'll show you how to come. And so cast your cares becomes a real thing. Mm. And and I've told people, look, if you're feeling how you're feeling, whatever that emotion is, sad, depressed, happy, angry, whatever it is, go to God, cast that thing to him in prayer. Mm. And if you say amen and you still feel anxious, don't turn back around. Get back down there and talk to him again. (laughs) Because when I say amen, that is it. I have given it to him. He's exchanged that anxiety for peace. He's exchanged that anger for joy. And if I get up, amen. Oh, I can't. Come on, go back. Go back. Because you didn't, something didn't work right here. Because that's not how that works. He didn't say, oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, you can still leave angry after you gave it to me. That's not how that works. But we have to build that muscle memory in. We have to build the the, the discipline in to go. Because that first time, because I'm probably, I would love to know, like, if there's even a statistic, like, that, how long after you get saved do you get mad? Like, <laughs> seriously, like, after you say, I'm here, you go, God, I'm yours. And then the next day, somebody cuts you off. I struggled with you that. You know, or, or the next hour, somebody says something to you out of pocket. That, that and you just idea. gave your life. And what are you going to do? You mother. Uh, like, and people be like, oh my God, I just did that. And yes. Me? Guess what? I did it too, probably. Yeah. And I've been rolling with him for a minute. And I still get mad. Right. I still want right. to curse somebody out. Right. Does that mean I'm going to hell? No. That means I'm human. Yes. 
right. that means I have emotions. Right, 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 right. It's just how do I react to the actions yeah. of the world? And when I learned that, oh, I can go to you. Yes. I don't have to go to the pastor. I don't have because if you might go to a church, you can't access your pastor like yeah. that. Right. So how you 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 got to talk to three people in his armor bearer or her armor bearer and five other people in an email yeah. triplicate, <laughs> and then you might get to sit with him. Right. And by that time, it's been a week. So you've been sitting in your anger for a week. <laughs> trying to figure trying something to, out. I need to talk to the pastor. Yeah. No, and, and, right, if the, right, and if right, the pastor right. got some sense, he's telling you, no, you should have talked to God. Right. Because yeah. that's all I'm going to tell you. What did God tell you? Yeah. He told me to talk to you. No, he didn't. He didn't tell you to talk to me. He told you to talk to me. Right, so right, why right. can't you? Because you're supposed to be in a relationship with him. Right. So when I get in a relationship with you, oh, I already know. Anger, that's a pivot to God. Right. Frustration, that's a pivot to God. Sadness, that's a pivot yeah. to God. I ain't going to my mom to talk about that. Yeah. Because again, that could have been some of the happy lives you've been getting. Right, right, right. Mm. right, 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 right oh, yeah, right. you don't need to be with them anyway. Right. You don't need to be. Whoa, 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 hold on. Why every time I come to you, you tell me I don't need to be with them, but I'm hearing reconciliation. Right, right. But you right, keep right. telling me, oh, that ain't right, it. Right, right, right. Because that's what you went through. Yeah. That's your conviction, not mine. Mm, so you, you can only give, people can only give you advice to the extent of their relationship with yes. God. They, they can't go beyond that. So if they at level five with God, you know, then how can they, you, you on level 10 with God. I'm just saying levels. There ain't levels, y'all. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> right. work, work with me here. Work right. We get you. Paint the picture. Paint the picture. Paint the picture, <laughs> picture y'all. Paint the picture. But if they on this level with God and you keep going to them, they can only give you revelation to this point. But if you up here with God, why are you lowering your expectation of what God can do based mm. on who you need to know? Mm. Right, 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 right. Go to the, go to the one who made you. Go to the one who created you. Go to the one that you just reaffirmed created you through salvation and talk to Him. But again, it takes relationship. Right, right. I was thinking about Jeremiah eight eleven. Do you think you could rob and murder and have sex with all the neighborhood wives? Tell lies nonstop. Worship the local gods and buy every novel religious commodity in the market. And then march into this temple set apart for my worship and say, we're safe, thinking that the place itself gives you a license to go on with all this outrageous sacrilege. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, a lot of people, they put on a mask during church. They go into church, they act like a Christian, and then when they leave, they're a whole different person. And then you go out cheating, having affairs, mm, and right. doing all these things that are just sin. And people say, oh, it's, um, it's a small sin, but sin is sin. Now, she just walked back to sin is sin thing from one way that people say, like, well, no, sin is sin. So, look, no, no, sin, sin is, is sin. We're all dropping mics right, right. now. We're all dropping mics. Right. Now, that is, I'm telling you, wisdom in children is amazing. Like, like she's listening and she takes her to a verse and it takes you to truth. Now, these are these are hard truth pills. I mean, we did one of the two, right? Truth pills to swallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know he's got. I, I know our brother. There's, there's a, a word there's a over word. here on this iPad. There's a word yeah. formulated on this iPad. iPad. I'm looking at it. There's diagrams, y'all. So I want to go back to the happy lies. And oftentimes we grow up believing what other people tell us mm. because they are authority figures. And as kids, right. well, what they say is true. And so we grow up believing people who are hurt mm. and are trying to hurt others, who have our best interests at heart, right. but have limited perspectives right. and say things to us that we then accept as true. And then we grow up believing these things to be true without really having gone back to reevaluate is what they said, what God has called us to live or was that them speaking into my Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes there's, there's a wide variety of people who are walking around filled with truth. They believe to be truth, 
and it's 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 lies right. and oftentimes it's also shame right. because shame says if you knew who i really was if you knew what i really felt you wouldn't like me you wouldn't accept me you wouldn't feel compassion for me and so everyone feels like they have to put this mask on of mm. i have to put what you think i should be as opposed to who god has called me to be and that mask then we, we believe that putting on that mask will make us happy. Mm. If, if we're just accepted by people, if, if, if everyone likes us, then we'll be happy. Mm. And so I have to be what everyone else wants me to be as opposed to what God's told me to be. And yet the Bible is very clear. We are a new creation. Right. Yeah. When we become a new creation, there's transformation that takes place. But oftentimes that transformation is a process. Right. You're Absolutely. not like some people, like some people instantaneously, and, and I'll use like my health journey. Sometimes people go on a diet two weeks in, they've lost 30 pounds. And I'm like, how'd you do that? Because like two weeks in, I gained two pounds. <laughs> right? Right. And so it's it's a different process for every right. single person. And so we have to give people grace to go through the process of transformation. At the same time, it's also a question of perspective. Right. Because when I focus on myself, I can become very anxious. I can become very nerve wracking. But then when I focus on who he is, all of that gets released. And so the question I remember having growing up, being bullied, going through the process of you know, having scars on my wrist still to prove how little value I gave my life. Mm. There was a prayer that I used to pray, which is God, why me? Why, why did I have mm. to deal with this? Why did, why this pain? And I remember God shifting that. And he said, why not you? Mm. Why can't you be a shining light, a testimony, a story of my goodness and my love for you and the transformation I have available, not just to you, but for everyone else. Why mm. not you? And that shifted my perspective to a victim mentality from a victim mentality to a soldier, right. a battle right. that I'm waging that I don't have to participate. I just, I just have to like, Hey God, what are you going to do today? And how are you going to show up? How are you right. going to transform? And so when you change that perspective, the lens by which you view situations, the lens by which you view the pain and the challenges shifts and changes. And now you can see the world in a much more, like Michelle mentioned, eternal perspective. Uh, I, yeah, I like that. And as, we're, as we're getting ready to wrap, right? We're getting, we're getting out of time, but um, that mask, as you're, as you're talking, that mask um, hides your outward because you're putting on a front, but it doesn't hide the emotion and the, str and the strain that's going on inside of you. It's like you're just putting a covering. You <laughs> talk to the man who looked for fixes. My whole life was a fix. And, and it goes back, like you're talking shame. We, we had a conversation earlier about this and and I, and I told you not to be Adam or Eve, you know, in the garden, but like, that was my shame of, you know, thinking God would never receive me and hiding, thinking that I wasn't worthy, thinking that I wasn't good enough, thinking that, you know, but he says, no, no, you are worthy. He says, no, 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 you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You're my child. And see, these are the things in our, in our battle. See, when that flipped and I came out of the garden, I came out to face him and I was like, wait, wait, I, I didn't understand God. I didn't understand the love God has for for his people, for his creation. I didn't understand how he, he's, he's not, he's, he, he will judge. But as of this moment right now, he is coming out and just saying, no, 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 no. There's some things that you can have to make this happiness that you're chasing be more bountiful in the joy that I can give you. Our truth and our joy and, and where we'll find satisfaction comes from a heavenly father, the one who created us through the son who died for us, through the Holy Spirit that resides in us. And when we can turn into that Holy Spirit, when we can turn into, into that for our counsel, right? And I'm not saying that your friends and, you know, your church friends or somebody that close to you can't be a, a witness and a, a person to lead you there as long as it's counsel and wisdom, godly wisdom. But when we turn into God for counsel, we start to learn so much more about ourselves and how he sees us and how we were looking at ourselves and how we can rearrange that. What were you saying? Sanctification. 
you know, positional compared to experiential compared to now, you know, you go to heaven. And then look, that's, that's when it's done. But until then we're experiencing what he's already done, the work inside of us. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I specifically am called to reach women, you know, but there's so many women that have shame. Mm. A lot of girls have been sexually abused, physically abused. And so you're covered in shame. And for anybody who's listening out there, because you're talking about mass, I went to a very legalistic church. I got hurt in church. When you get hurt in church, you do not see church the same anymore. But the, the word of God says that it is God's kindness that leads us to repentance. And so there's so much happening in our culture where girls are already ashamed because they're having abortions. And when Christians are shoving hate down their throats, like she was talking about shoving things down people's throats, it doesn't make people want to love the God that we know. We know that God's goodness keeps us right there. It keeps us safe. It keeps us wanting to live for him. It keeps us wanting to be the salt of the earth. But it's God's kindness that leads us to that repentance, to know him and to come to him. But what the enemy does is makes you think that, well, you're already messing up. So, because even as Christians, we mess up, mm. you know, and that's even harder to like come back to God after you've sinned and the enemy's literally tormenting you. But the shame doesn't have to be there because Jesus takes that shame away. And that is another happy life. I right. should just stay in my sin because God doesn't want me like this, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just, I just feel like someone needs to hear that out there that, you know, if you're feeling shame because of what you're doing behind closed doors, you can come to God because he knows what you're doing. <laughs> right. God can always forgive you for no matter what the sin is. And you can always turn away from it at any time. It's something that just God keeps showing me. And it's what a masterpiece is defined as. Mm. And and he gave me this picture of a statue um, of a torso. Uh, and the statue is put together, but it's cracked. You can see the cracks and the happy lies will tell you that's not art. That's not, it's a broken statue. It's no good. But yet looking at this statue, this picture, that's the beauty in God and being his masterpiece. Because the, the statue, like I got a picture myself in that and all the lies I've been told and all the lies I believed and all the lies I lived and all the lies I said and all the lies I woven into my, my being. But yet he takes all of that and will rewoves it, rewires it back into him. And he literally is holding us together. But we still see the cracks because the lie, the biggest happy lie is being a Christian means you don't have cracks anymore. Mm. And that's the biggest lie we can all believe. Right. Because being right. a Christian means I still have cracks, but someone is holding me together. Mm. That's bigger than me. Mm. So mm. that that's Love the truth. Yes. Love it. Yeah, for anybody listening, just know that there's always hope that surpasses understanding. There's joy that gives strength, and there's access that you now have. That God is waiting there with open arms, ready to embrace you and say, Daughter, son, I love you. Amen. Amen. Love it. Amen. Love it. Question of the week is What is a happy lie that you've already thrown aside? Mm. To give people hope if that's their lie that they haven't tossed aside yet. So share that with us at thepantrypodcast.com or on our social networks. You know where to find us. Y'all, thank you for being here. <laughs>
this has been so rich and we knew these people are amazing Uh, y'all and so we're going to be linking to all of them tagging all of them so until next time bye 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 yeah yeah yeah